Welcome to season four of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. Over the past three years, we've been featuring exciting guests, real conversations, and actions you can take to reach the biggest possible audience for your work. We'll continue that this season, and we're taking it up a notch as we seek to bring you cutting-edge insights not only about marketing, but about all aspects of your journey as an author. We can't wait to share everything you'll need to be successful in spreading your important work with the world. I'm Becky Robinson, your host for the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm also the founder and CEO of Weaving Influence, the author of Reach, Create the Biggest Possible Audience for Your Message, Book, or Cause, and a strategic book marketer, avid reader, runner, mom, and wife. Thank you for choosing to learn with me, and I hope you'll take action as a result of listening to this show. If you benefit from the show, please subscribe, rate, and review to help us reach more listeners. Also, be sure to visit weavinginfluence.com and click the blog tab to find all the notes and links for each show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Robinson, and I'm so excited to be with Clint Pulver today for an episode about network mobilization, because on nearly every single call I have with every single author I meet, I tell a story about Clint Pulver, which I hope he'll tell later on in the episode. So welcome, Clint. How are you? I'm doing awesome, Becky. Thanks for letting me be on the show. This is an honor. Oh, I'm so glad to have you. Before we get started, could you tell our listeners about yourself and about your work in the world and also about your cool drum sets? <laughs> so I'm an Emmy award-winning keynote speaker. I wrote uh, my book, I Love It Here, over a year and a half ago, and it's done extremely well. It's been so fun to get that out into the world. Um, and I travel as a professional keynote speaker. Uh, last year we did uh, just over 67 presentations and I speak primarily in the corporate market. And my whole focus is how do we create organizations that people never want to leave? For the last six years, I've spent my life as a researcher, as the undercover millennial. It's kind of like undercover boss without the makeup. I would go undercover into an organization as a millennial. That's the generation I was born in. And I would go in and get the unscripted truths of why employees loved their jobs and why they didn't. And we wrote a book about it because the magic of all of the research was when an employee would say, I love it here. I love my job. You should apply. It's a great job. I love my coworkers. I love what we're doing. And then the reasons why, what were those great leaders doing to create a place that people never wanted to leave? And we're doing that for now, geez, over six years and over 10,000 employees, what we've interviewed hundreds of organizations that we've worked with. Now I go in and spread that research and share that research with the world. And the drums are a big part of are a big part of that because for man, 24 years now, I've traveled as a professional drummer. Been on America's Got Talent, uh, played with some amazing touring acts, coached for the Utah Jazz NBA, uh, played with Blue Man Group, Tim McGraw, Carrie Underwood, just had some really fun things um, take place in my music career. And there's some vital lessons in what I teach from the stage on employee retention that tie into music. And um, yeah, so the drums are a full part of the presentation and we transform the whole audience into this interactive drumline experience. And it is, it, I tell everybody, it is not a keynote, it is an experience. And it has just been the best ride to be a part of. I, I love my job. I love what I get to do. And being an author is a big part of that. Wow. Well, what an honor it is for us to have you as a guest. And I feel like we could have a different conversation about what you learned 
through your research, but today we want to focus on how you marketed your book, uh, because I think you have some amazing experiences to share. So let's talk about your book. It came out in April of 2021. Um, and I'm curious about what you did leading up to the launch, specifically mobilizing your network. And this might be a great time to tell that story that I'm always telling my authors. Yeah. So I, one thing that we did, uh, first off, I need to preface all of this with writing a book was the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. Um, we didn't use a ghostwriter. I don't have like a team that was, I did have a developmental editor. I had my publishing company, all of those th people that helped with the, the, the goal of it, but I wrote the book and it took four years and it's a research-based book. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. I've told everybody and I still stand to this. I probably will never write a book ever again. It was so much work. And so creating something that was quality, I wanted to create a management classic something that was perennial, something that five years from now, it would still hold weight. It would still be relevant because I truly didn't want to do this again. And I wrote it in a way that it, it could have a sense of timelessness. So that really inspired me in my approach to give this everything I had to, to, to really utilize my network. And my wife, Kelly, and I, she's a huge part of this story and a huge part of my, my, my business. She's literally been with me since day one. And we locked ourselves in a hotel room for like six days and we maximized our, our, our list of friends, family, influencers, um, anybody that we knew. We took, we took our, our wedding registry of everybody that we invited to our wedding. That's where we started with our list. Um, we went through all of our social networks of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and for days went through and categorized people really into those those three buckets either they were an influencer they could be an amazon reviewer someone that we really had a connection with that we could send a copy to the of the book to that we knew that could be a part of the amazon review team and then third it was just general public like maybe an acquaintance from high school or uh, a close friend in college or something like that just anybody that we had a touch point that i could reach out to and say hey this is going down i would love your support um, this is when it's happening and so we compiled a list of i think we were we were just over the ten thousand mark of individuals that we could reach out to connect with and that we had a way to message them or email them about the launch the, and the pre-sale of our book. And it was single-handedly one of the best things that we ever did. Grueling, but so helpful. Well, 10,000 is a hugely impressive number. So tell me, Clint, you started with this list. What were the other steps that you took? Yeah, so one of the things that I did that I, I would do again if I ever did or would, but probably wouldn't write another book, but if I did, um, one of the best things that we did is we we created a, a book trailer, and then we also created a cover reveal trailer, a cover reveal video. In my business, uh, video is king. In the speaking world, um, man, I don't know of another industry where somebody would pay somebody $25,000, $30,000 plus dollars based off of a two-minute video. And many speakers are booked that way, whether it's um, – through the, the a highlight reel that they saw or another segment of you speaking, uh, that's how a lot of speakers are booked. If it's not word of mouth, if it's not a referral from someone who saw you speak already, it's based off of your video. And so we have created some really cool content in the past, and we've got an audience that is used to receiving video. 
And so I did a cover reveal video that was almost like a product launch for like a, an Apple product or a, a, a new Nike shoe, something that had that kind of an elegance. And that created such buzz and it was just different. Nobody was really doing that. And it was just, here's the cover. And what do you think? And the excitement of that. And, and then that was paired with, okay, the launch is coming in this week. Here's the link for your pre your pre copy. Um, and then before the launch, I launched the book trailer, and we pushed that hard on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and that got traction, showing people not just telling, but showing people what the book had looked like. I had given the book out to beta readers of CEOs, uh, different companies that I had done undercover research with. We used their testimonials in the trailer. And it created instant credibility. That video is now also a huge utilizing factor. And we know this from different people that have bought the book on Amazon or people that have bought the book. They came up to me. They said, I watched the trailer on Amazon and I just was hooked. It told me everything that I need. It showed me who you were as an author. I got this kind of video opportunity to connect with you. And I got to see firsthand your undercover research and how different the book was. And so video really played an intricate part for me. And some authors kind of go, nah, I just don't, I don't, I don't do that. I, I, I did a book trailer and it just didn't work. For us, it was a really great experience. So talk to me about the logistics of mobilizing a list of 10,000 people in your network. What did the outreach to them look like? So you mentioned that as you made the list, you made sure you had a way to message people or email them. So yeah. when you're talking about 10,000, did you individually reach out to 10,000? Did you Absolutely. use email marketing software? Tell us about the details, the behind the scenes on that. Nope. We, I, I think the email marketing, like if you're using MailChimp or that drip campaign, I, I think it can work to some degree. We did use that on the day of the launch, you know, reaching out to an expansive network that was even, you know, people that I didn't know or people that had already opted in on other email lists in the past. We did use it in that way. But when it came to the list that we curated that day in the hotel, um, that those few days in the hotel, those were all individual personalized uh, connections and, and, and correspondence. I wanted that. I hate it. I hate it. I've had it as, as a, as an individual myself, when other authors have sent me stuff and I'm like friends with them, I know them and I know I'm getting a generic email. I know I'm getting like, and it's just, it's just not the same. But when I was able to reach out and say, Hey, Greg, um, I've got my new book coming out. How are you doing? Good to see you. How are the kids? Um, this has been a really important thing for me in my life. I've been working on this for four years, as you know, and we're launching the book on this day. Um, pre-sales are really important. I'm just asking for any type of support and if you would be willing to be a part of that team and help us to get this book out into the world. Let me know if you're in. Like, so like, how, like that. How did you manage 10,000 individual communications? Did you have any support or what did that look like? How many times did you reach out to each person? Yeah, so we reached out to, to, to each. So as we categorized it into these different groups, so the first group was the influencers, the people that we knew that had an audience. And it was a simple reach out saying, hey, this is the book that's coming out. Can we send you a copy? Would you be willing to talk about it and promote it? So that was the first reach out to the influencers. If they said yes, then we said, okay, great, awesome. They're on our list to send out the book. Once the book was sent, then we would send them, uh, you know, obviously we would ask for their information, their address. And once the book was sent, we would also send them another email saying, hey, your book's in the mail. Let me know what you think. Again, launch day is this, this, this. 
And then for those, we had another, a, a last, last touch point before launch. Hey, if you haven't sent out your video or if you haven't had a chance to read or promote it, tomorrow is launch day. We would love it if you would be willing to do that. So usually on average, there's about a three, three, three touch points for each individual. And then um, for those that were the Amazon review people, um, we were sending out samples of the book, like like a, a not a physical copy, but we were sending out um, e-copies. We were sending out digital copies of the book so that they could read it. Um, they had it beforehand. And then also uh, some people, uh, we also on the Amazon review side of things, we asked them to, to pre-buy the book as well. Um, and then on that, and it was it was okay the book has launched now it's review time and there was three touch points after the reviews um or excuse me after the, the book launched that we touched with those amazon review people and then with the general public it was just twice that we reached out to them first it's talking about what we were doing if they would be willing to support and then two days before launch is when we reached out to them again um so that was kind of the, the 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 breakdown of how that all took place and then in in week three after the book launched we had over a hundred reviews um verified reviews on amazon and so Amazing. much was because of of the team and the support and everybody that was willing to to read and and get on and leave an honest review on amazon so talk to me about any support you had to get those multiple personalized communications out to your 10,000 people. Did you use some kind of like software or templates? Did you have an admin or was it literally you, Clint, at your keyboard individually reaching out? Yeah, so we compiled the list and we kept the list in a spreadsheet. So when we sat there in that hotel, we would go, we went through all of my friends on Facebook. We went through all of Kelly's friends on her Facebook and we decided, okay, where, where do they fit? Are they an influencer? Could they be an Amazon review person? Or are they more just a generic public outreach? Then we categorized them in that Excel spreadsheet. And then when it came time to, to reach out to these people, we had kind of some, a generic template, but we always tried to customize that and make that individual. Um, so if we didn't have their email, it was first to reach out through like Facebook messenger or through LinkedIn messages. We had to do that a lot, but we know, we knew who the person was. And then we would also on the list, we would write down if we had their address, if we had their email from our, 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 our wedding registry, that was a huge help. Then we could utilize that. But most of the time it was outreach through Facebook messenger. It was outreach through LinkedIn. It was outreach through Instagram messenger as well. And then we broke it up in bite-sized chunks because Instagram will, will flag you if you're sending too many messages. Um, but these were people in our network as well. We also weren't outreaching to just random people. Um, and so we never got flagged and we were able to, through the drip, through the, the consistency of this you know, six months that we had to prep to launch this book. That's what we were doing. And it was a, it was a grind. Um, but I think the personal touch and doing it in such an individual way and the, and the out, the outcome of that, the back end was worth every minute of it and expedited the, 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 the potential, the growth of the book right out of the gate. Yeah. For sure. It's super impressive. So Clint, um, you mentioned that you sent physical copies of the book to influencers. Do you know about how many you sent out? Yeah, we sent out about 300. Yep. 
Perfect. And I'm curious, what other results did you see? So you mentioned that within three weeks, you had 100 Amazon reviews. Today, you have 446, which is a huge number. So um, in terms of the outreach that you did to this 10,000 person list, what kind of other opportunities bubbled up because of that outreach? Oh, man. I I mean, just speaking gigs. (laughs) That was, I mean... I mean, from the outreach of different people that that said, yeah, I'll buy your book. And also I'm going to send it to to Doug who runs events for this company. And that would be an amazing opportunity. So I think what it did to just really monopolize uh, again, the, 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 the speaking industry and what we were trying to do in that space, the book was a vital part of that. And all of that outreach supported that. And now people knew, oh my gosh, now he's an author and he wrote this great book. And, and then, and then it was just, there's launch day, but then there's, you know, the continuation of, of, of every week is a launch week, right? What's the new content? What's the new stuff you're talking about? Asking for reviews, continuing to keep the momentum moving forward. We created a masterclass series that we just launched last week. And it has been it has been single-handedly the best thing that we have done to marry what we are doing with the book. So in the book, I created out of the book, 52 micro learning videos. So we basically videofied the book. There's 52 weeks in a year. And then we license that to the organizations that book me to speak. Um, in the book, there's many different stories like Frank, the tire store manager, Lee, the bell captain, these great leaders that did significant things in the workplace that, that moved the needle forward. We, we, we videofied and I recreated those stories. I hired the actors, we scripted it, we storyboarded it. And now we have made those, um, those videos QR codes in the book. And we've created a drip campaign for the masterclass series. So the book, whether they read the book or maybe they experience the video on YouTube, vice versa, we're able to support both of those those channels, both of those funnels. And it's been so cool to see the reception of people that are reading the book. And then all of a sudden they get a QR code there and it says, experience the story. I just read this moving story. Now I can watch it. And they take the QR code and the story comes to life. It's like what, you know, it's like reading Harry Potter and then going to the movie, right? You get to, it's just a, an enhanced experience. And so that has been so fun to, to utilize in the book to support other things, not just speaking, but now the other product of of the masterclass series, which also, again, helps increase the message of the book. Amazing. So just a tactical question there. Did you have all of that prepared before the book came out? Or is this an initiative that you did after the book was out? Talk to me about how that all worked. Yeah, this was an initiative after. Um, The focus was to get the book out into the world. And to get feedback of what was working, what people love, what they didn't love, how the book was received. And then over time, uh, it's really cool because on, on Kindle, you can go in and you can see what people are highlighting uh, in the book, what, what's, what's, what's really sticking out. And my biggest pet peeve as a speaker, as I go in and I do my thing, we have this great experience, the standing ovation, everybody's jazzed. And then a week after or two weeks after, life sets in, the stress the, the routine of things and and sometimes the message is forgotten. And we had so many, so many people that said, hey, how do we keep it moving forward? Do you have a workbook? Do you have some type of facilitation? Do you have something else that I can do to train my managers to do this better? And that's where the masterclass came about. 
And so then we quickly started developing and writing that and taking the content and the research of the book and then breaking it up into those 52 videos. And then it took um, it, it, it took it over two years of filming, producing, directing, and script writing to create this. Um, and like I mentioned, we just launched it last week into the world. And uh, yeah, so it's been quite a process. But again, quality, 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 I think always wins, whether that's through your marketing, it's through your content, it's how you, uh, yeah, just your brand. I, I think it matters and people respect that. And it, it's, been a, it's been a great thing for us. So you must have had to work with your publisher to go back and edit the print and Kindle editions to include those QR codes once the course was ready? Correct. That's right. Yep. Yep. And then once they were uploaded onto YouTube, then we worked with them to to put those QR codes in those respective areas that correlated with the stories in the book. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I don't know about the rest of you, but I can't wait to get the book with the QR codes in it and find all those video stories and see them come to life. So at the beginning of the uh, episode, Clint, you mentioned that the book has done really well. And one of the things I always find is that authors don't get a lot of real talk about what the results look like with a book. So could you quantify for us, would you be willing to share, you know, do you know how many books you've sold in print, in ebook and in audiobook. And yeah, whatever you're willing to share, I always want to help authors be grounded in what success looks like. Yeah. So the book's been out for, you know, since last April of what did you, it was at 2021, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so right now across all, all facets, we're about almost 50,000 books. So any, any idea how many of those are print compared to ebooks and audiobooks? Uh, most of them are print books and then, and then audio would follow close after that. And then, and then Kindle. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really big number, Clint. Thanks. I don't really know if uh, anything else to compare it to. Like you said, a lot of times we don't know as authors of, you know, what, what is success and is that good or not? I, I really honestly don't know. Um, we've just tried to put our head down and go to work and, um, and, and we've been blessed and fortunate enough to sell a, a good amount of books to our audiences and to the clients that book me to speak. Um, but yeah, boy, we sure tried. <laughs> and, and do you know at all, because you mentioned a really big pre-order campaign, do you know how many pre-orders you had coming into launch week? Yeah. So I think we were, we were at the 1500 mark for pre-orders. So not like a huge, huge, huge mark there. Um, but, and again, I don't know anything else to compare it to. I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> yeah, it, it is for sure. So I'm curious, Clint, if you have other authors listening today, what advice would you give them? You know, maybe they're four to six months out from launch, or maybe their launch is a month away, or maybe their book's been out a while. Maybe you could give some advice to authors at different stages on the journey. One thing that I would recommend is if you have a network of other speakers or influencers or authors or people that have done, have done this, ask others if they have a, a list of podcasts that they have been on. And if you've created a list of your own of different podcasts that you have been on, um, one of the best things that I did for the book is I, um, I did five to seven podcasts every single day for three months, three months until launch. Again, another grueling, I think this is why I'll never do it again. <laughs> because for me, as someone who's not a celebrity, right? Someone who's not, I don't have a huge following. Um, you know, some people have lists of 50,000 people, 100,000 people. I, I didn't have that. 
And so I knew I just, I needed to grind. I needed to, to just do everything I could to utilize the networks of others to get this book out there. And so I committed to, to that amount of podcasts every single day. It was only Skype. It was five days a week. So it was Monday through Friday um, for three months until the launch of the book. That was one of the best things I did to share the message of the book, the content of the book. But man, it, it gave me reps as a speaker to talk about my book. I, I knew that book backwards and forwards, every chapter, every detail, every, I mean, cause every podcast was different. I wanted to change up the podcast and not give the same information per show. And so it almost helped me just become a better speaker because I was talking about the content so much. And so, and I think every podcast has value, whether it's a podcast that that's got a very small following, but they're very niched. I think sometimes we think we got to get on these big shows and that's not the case for me. We, we saw, uh, and another thing was really helpful too. I will say this, Becky, sorry, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but we had, um, we, we asked everybody in those three months to not launch the podcast until the week before or the week of the launch. And so right then, right on launch day, it was this massive of a hundred plus podcasts that were talking about my book. And that instantly drove the needle. That instantly kicked the algorithm into gear. It, 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 we took what we had on pre-sales and it just doubled it. And, and I know, I know for a fact that that was because of those podcasts because they all launched in unison on, on that same time frame. And I would do, I would do that. I would totally advocate for that. So what, if anything, would you do differently? I know you said you don't think you're going to do another book, but you know, hypothetically, if you did another book, what would you do differently today? Um, I don't know if I would use the bookstagram world. Again, we did, we did do some of that. We did some bookstagrammers. These are influencers for those authors that know of it. Great. If you don't, they're, they're influencers that showcase and review books. There was a very select few of bookstagrammers that I think did help drive the needle, but there were many that were not. Um, and, and it was very inflated. The following was not accurate. It was, it was not a great experience. So I think if I did it again, I would not use the bookstagram world. I would maybe use three or four of some very credible, um, very authentic bookstagrammers. But for the most part, it's very inflated. It's very rigged. And it doesn't move the needle much in my experience. So for those who might not be aware of the Bookstagram community, typically this is a pay for play where you pay X, you know, $50, $100. Is that your experience, Clint? Yes. yes. In exchange more. for promotion. More? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we didn't do a PR firm. I didn't, I didn't do like the traditional PR. I had heard, excuse me, many times from other authors and mentors. I, I get, that's another thing I would mention. Create a board of mentors. Other authors that are far beyond you that have done this several times in a successful way, bring them in, pay for their time, give them you know, gift cards, gratitude, whatever you can to, to earn their time and, and advice. And many of them said that their biggest thing was I would not use a PR firm again, that the PR firm did not help move the needle forward in, in my business. And so we didn't do that. So I took some of that funding, some of that budget, 
and I rolled it into the book trailer. I rolled it into my own marketing efforts that long term could help and support the book. And then I used a little bit of that into the into the bookstagram world just to give it a shot, just to see. So Clint, thank you so much for investing your time with me. I have learned so much from you and I'm in awe of the grind that you put in to kick off this successful momentum for I Love It Here. And as we wrap up today, we do want to leave our listeners with one or two action steps they could take today to move their book forward. And you've already mentioned a few action steps, uh, but I'm wondering if you could give just some quick advice for those who might be listening today. What are two things that they can do uh, this week even to help move their book forward or to create greater reach for their books? I think it's first off realizing what do you want as an outcome of this book? Is it to hit a list? Is it as a slow burn? Is this your 17th book? Is this your first book? Like, what's the goal? I, I, Michael Bungay Stanier was a huge coach to me in this process. And he said he was so shocked at how many times he would ask authors, what's the goal of the book? And many times we, they, I don't know, just want to get it out there. Want to hit a list. Like it was so generic. And for me, our goal was to create a classic something that would continue to sell, that it wouldn't just hit this peak and drop, but that it would have a consistent momentum. And over time, it would just continue to sell. And and that has been our focus. And that has been accomplished, which I'm very excited about. And, and it will take, it'll, it'll be an ever consistent, constant thing. Um, but I'm really happy for that. And that today you look on where it's at on Amazon, and it's still selling, and it's still got great traction. So figure out, what do you want to have happen and, and, and get really specific on that? And then do you have a designed, very detailed plan and how that will take place? And then I would take that plan and I would take it to your board of mentors, those other authors and say, will this work? What are the holes? What am I missing? What am I not seeing? And, and learn from them. Let them expedite your success rate. Let them de-risk your failure rate. And in doing so, The book is still a hard process, but it will be an enjoyable process. And it will be something at the end of all of this that you can look back on and and say, I'm proud of my efforts. I'm proud of what I did, not just what I wrote, but how I launched this book and continue to promote this book in the world to be the best for the world. I think that's what we try to do as authors. So why not give that the best chance for success and significance in that approach? Thank you so much for that, Clint. So for those who might be listening, could you share with us how people can best stay connected with you and your amazing work? Yeah, all the social networks are, are, are fine. Instagram, LinkedIn, um, Facebook, obviously my website, clintpulver.com. They can go check out uh, how we've promoted the book on that, um, as well as just some of the things that I do on stage as, as a presenter. Thank you so much for that, Clint. I'm so grateful for your time investing uh, to share your wisdom with our listeners. Uh, Thank you, listeners, for being a part of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. As always, if I can be of support to you in crafting a book marketing strategy, you can always email me. I'm Becky at weavinginfluence.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Book Marketing Action Podcast. If you haven't already, I hope you'll buy a copy of my new book, Reach. Create the biggest possible audience for your message, book, or cause. When you buy the book, you'll unlock a free course of REACH resources with more than 50 additional learning resources available exclusively for those who buy the book. Find out more 
and find links to buy the book at beckyrobinson.com forward slash book. If you've already read the book, I'd appreciate an Amazon review. Thanks.